This week on the show, we celebrate Black History Month as we discuss the book One Crazy Summer by author Rita Williams Garcia. It's February 2021, and you're listening to a Lunchbox Reaction. Thanks for joining us. My name is Evan, and I'll be your host this week. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts Linnea. Hello. And Brian. Hello. One Crazy Summer takes place in the tumultuous year of 1968 and follows the story of three sisters, 11-year-old Delphine, 9-year-old Vanetta, and 7-year-old Fern. The sisters travel to Oakland, California to visit their mother who abandoned them seven years previously and are thrust into some of the historical events of the time. The story is a work of historical fiction, a literary genre in which the plot takes place sometime in the past. Authors of historical fiction often try to pay attention to the language, manners, and social conditions of the time period, and sometimes include real historical figures in the story. Like Evan said, One Crazy Summer takes place in 1968, shortly after the founding of the Black Panther movement, when there were a lot of tensions between the African-American community and the police. The book was published by HarperCollins in 2010 and received many awards and honors. It was a National Book Award finalist, a Newbery Honor Book, winner of the Scott O'Dell Award for Historical Fiction, was an NAACP Image Award nominee, and was named Best Book of the Year by the Boston Globe, Kirkus Reviews, and Publishers Weekly. Now let's talk about the book. What did you guys think of the book? So I enjoyed this book quite a bit. I think it was very well written. It had a great set of characters. I felt that every character was unique and I could really get inside the heads of the characters and tell what they were thinking. There was a very strong presence of voice. Uh, every character really came through as, as being a person that you, f- you feel like you knew them by the end of the book. Yeah, I thought it was a good book. I liked all of the characters. The descriptions were good. Like I felt I was actually in the settings and watching everything unfold. And all of the characters had super distinct personalities, and it was nice to read. I personally enjoyed the book quite a bit. It's nice to kind of get an experience of what it was like to be a kid in that time. So what was all of your favorite parts of the book? I like the ending. Really? What about it? (laughs) It was a good conclusion. So when you say the ending, I'm wondering what you mean by the ending. Because to me, there are almost a few endings. You could could say when their flight back home was the ending. You could say... The big rally was the ending. I guess I'm wondering, so when you say the ending, you mean the very tippy ending or what? I just mean like all the endings. It, it was wrapped up nicely. Okay. So you like how you like how the story was wrapped up? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was a nice conclusion. I just have to, so so you like the conclusion. I, I felt the conclusion was a little open-ended. Yeah. Not that that's bad. I just felt that it left it open almost to interpretation. Yeah, that's what I liked. That's what you like about it. Okay, okay, yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of the book was when Delphine was riding a go-kart with her friend Hirohito, and he kept egging her on to try to ride it, and she kept saying, no, I'm too old for that. But then when she finally relented and she had some fun, and I think I think it was a point of her... Uh, so Delphine is the older sister, and I think she has a feeling that she always needs to be in control and always in charge, and the responsible one and I think in that case 
she finally relented and sort of let her hair down, as it were, and just have some fun and be a kid. And I, I liked that scene a lot. I think that was my favorite part of the book. It's funny because that's also my favorite scene of the book, too. I, w- I was like preparing to say that, oh. and then you just said it, and I was like, oh, wait. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> That's okay. I can pick a different spot. No. No, it's, it's your favorite spot, and it's my favorite spot. Yeah. We have something in common. That's right. great, Dad. Well, that's good. Right. It's like when my teacher's like, okay, pick something in the paragraph that you agree with, and then everyone like my teacher picks the same thing that I did and then when I have to share everyone just thinks I copied the teacher <laughs> <laughs> so who was your favorite sister or like what character in the book did you relate to the most mm, I think Evan relates to Vanetta yes attention seeking <laughs> oh, or, okay. or yeah he's he's like a mix of Vanetta and Fern I like the main character, Delphine, just because that's who we see the story. We see the story through her eyes. So to me, she's the most important character, and I I guess I like her the best. Yeah, my favorite is Delphine. I'm I'm more of a mix of Vanetta and Delphine, I think. (laughs) Nobody likes Fern. (laughs) Nobody likes Fern. (laughs) I like Fern. Fern can be one of my favorite characters. You just said who's your favorite. But my favorite is Delphine. But... You know, even though we're picking favorites, I still think all the characters are very well drawn. Mm-hmm. They I like all... that they all have flaws. Right. Yeah, no no one's perfect. They're all... I mean, I feel like they are all real people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, after reading this book, I feel like I know each one of them. They all have flaws and personalities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The The little snippets we get of the younger sisters fighting, it just seems so real and... And the older sister, you know, trying to manage them, and and she knows when to let them fight and then when to step in. She's very conscious yeah. of of everyone's limits, and she knows that if she steps in too quick, you know, then there will be anger, and if she steps in too late, then there's going to be tears and and sort of her gauging all that. And I think that's a very interesting part of the book. So this also kind of draws back to something that Dad was saying. So do you think the author should have added, like, a bit more story to the ending? Like, what happened when they got home or what happened on the plane ride? Or do you think it was good when they left it off where they did? I liked where it left off. I think. Yeah, me too. I think that was a good ending. I think if you would have added more description, it just would have been too much falling action. You know, how, you know when you do mm-hmm. a story, there's rising action, and then you have the climax, and then there's falling action. You know, I think we had the climax. We had some resolution at the end and then they get on the plane and I think getting on the plane leaves it open to interpretation as to what's going to happen and then that lets the reader kind of decide on their own what they think might happen. To be honest, I kind of want to see what happened on the plane a bit more. Like if they've all just like bonded or if they're still getting into like arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. But also... I feel like it's very close to soul because the ending is almost the same in a different way. Oh, okay. It's open to interpretation the same way that soul is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Because yeah. lots of movies have like, ep- they have resolutions and then ha- they have epilogue scenes. So you just, it just shows how the characters are after everything plays out. And like uh, books like this just 
don't show any of that to just let the reader decide what the future is holding for the characters? I think there are two more books in this series. I, I don't know if they follow this story exactly, but I think there are more stories with these characters. Yes, there mm -hmm. are. there is another book. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. So the book was told from Delphine's point of view, and in the story she's 11 years old, but sometimes when I was reading it, I felt that her narrative voice was older. So I was wondering, do you think that she was an 11-year-old telling us this story, or do you think that she was an adult looking back on these events? I feel that it is a bit older. I feel like her storytelling seems a bit older than somebody 11 would write. But I mean, she has, like, since she's the older sister, she has to, like, care take care of all of them. So she might have, like, just that experience so she can write like that. But I feel like it's more of somebody 15 or mm. so it, writing that. To me, it was like, a lot of books just feel like the um, character's perspective is just on the page as it's happening. But to me, it felt like um, Delphine's perspective, it was like her reflecting on it after everything happened. It could be just like her in the plane, thinking about yeah. Okay. that there, one crazy summer. There were some points where she was like, then three days later, we realized or something. To me, it just seemed like the first few chapters of the book, the narrative voice felt very adult to me. But then as the book went on, it almost felt more as if she was narrating it from her age. So I couldn't decide myself whether she was an adult looking back or still a kid. I mean, I guess I'm going to come down to the, to the point of her being a kid narrating it, but some of the early chapters, it just felt like she was an adult looking back to me. So by the end of the book, there's a bit of a reconciliation between the girls and their mother. And I was wondering, do you think the sisters will ever return to California to visit her? That's part of the open-ended that we were talking about. Yes, of Probably. course. Even if it's in like 20 years, it's bound to happen. Mm -hmm. The people at the summer camp were all like, oh, we hope to see you again. I almost feel like they connected more with the people at the summer camp than than her mother. Yeah. <laughs> they spent more time there than I did at Cecile's house. Right, yeah. And that's true. And that was, you know, that's part of the story. So what was the most vivid detail of the book for you and why was it so memorable? Oh, you stole my question. Sorry. <laughs> I guess we were just good at stealing each other's questions. Yeah. That is just stealing everything today. I really like the part where Delphine is confronting her mother. She's telling her mother how she's annoyed at her because after she left, then Delphine had to be the one being the mom and, like, she had to grow up faster. And then Delphine's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said all that. And she's, like, preparing to be yelled at. And then Cecile just kind of agrees with her. And then just Cecile just kind of explains her backstory and why she had to leave. I guess probably the one that was most vivid to me would be... When they were visiting San Francisco, I'm pretty sure, there was a place where they went into a shop, and there was a man there who was just looking at them, and it seemed that they left very quickly. It didn't really explain anything that happened besides, oh, the man was looking at us. He thought that we might be thieves, so we walked out. Right, well, and that's part of the whole experience of this of this story, which we haven't even talked about, is... Mm -hmm is there's the constant undercurrent of being African-American that's portrayed in this story. And, and there's a lot of code switching in this book where 
Delphine talks one way to white people, and she talks another way to black people. Mm-hmm. She says multiple times throughout the book that, oh, the, if I make one mistake, all of these white people are going to be looking at us like, oh, who are these people? Yeah, she's constantly worried about like disrespecting the African-American race. She's like, she was on a plane, and she's, uh, her sisters were getting into a fight, and then Evan was looking at her, and she's like, oh, shoot, I'm disgracing us all. Right, yeah, it, it would be hard, wouldn't it, to be to be the one person who stands out, and if you do something wrong, it makes everyone look bad. That's also, like, one of the scenes at, like, the airport when there was this person who was trying to be nice to them, like, oh, here, I can take a photo and give you my and give you it so you guys can have a photo but they didn't trust him because just he was white and they had past experience that was bad with him so evan you you kind of stole mine about the vivid spot i was also going to say san francisco but i'll yes. I'll take another i finally <laughs> stole something from someone yeah. yes. it's like a competition now. right but i'll um but i'll pick another point and that was the part where uh fern starts sing-songing this i saw something oh, i saw something right. which was which was sort of a running little point throughout the story very subtle yeah uh, she kept, kept on saying yeah, it yeah and i kept and wondering don't... i was like what did you see yeah cuz they made such a big part about it and then you forgot about it and then it, 10 chapters later fern suddenly brings it up oh, i saw something blah 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 and i kept thinking why are they doing this and each time fern brought it up there was a little more added to it and then finally when there's a reveal you're, you're, oh, and it was a big reveal. It was, it was very big. So yeah, so we won't, we won't spoil that. So that was very vivid. Just that I can picture the three girls sitting on the bus and Fern looking out the window, saying, oh, "I see something." I thought that was, it was very vivid. It sticks out in my head. Yeah. So again, kudos to the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a great job of visualizing this book. And you know, I, I've been to San Francisco, so. You know, I could picture a lot of this in my head. Could you, you know, of course, you neither of you have been there. Could Did you feel like you've been there after reading this? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I feel like I've... I feel like I went to the 1968 version of it, though. <laughs> if, most of the time, if there's a place that I don't know in books, I just take some place from my mind that I've been to and I just replace it. For most of the story, I just imagine that they're in some kind of chain of apartments that I've seen before, or they're, like, near some kind of gas station with a summer camp. Sure. And they were just passing by on, like, a normal bus, and they were just seeing that. Why do you think that Cecile left? There's that one part at the end where Delphine's like, so you did only leave because you were mad that Fern couldn't have the name you gave her? And she was like, yeah, but if I said it to you... If I said the exact reason to you now, it would just sound like words to you. You have to be older to understand. I wonder if that's explained more in future books. I found that a little bit of a quibble, I guess. It, I mean, I feel like it's. it would be more because she can't really... She would probably be able to handle two, but I don't think she would be able to handle Fern, too. So it's maybe a mix of that? I don't know. I mean, I, w- I want to say maybe it's... The book a little bit talks about her childhood and some of the trauma that she went through. So maybe it's that she feels she can't be a good mother to the girls. Or she doesn't want that to happen with the girls, so she's just leaving them with the person who she trusts. 
It's one of those areas that I'm not quite sure what to think. So is there anything that surprised you or that you weren't expecting when you started reading? The eye saw something. Yeah, yeah, that stuck out. I kept, while I was reading it, I kept trying to figure out what she saw. Because at one point she talks about the dog, you know, she's talking about the dogs, right? Arf, arf, arf. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe the guy who she's talking about, who he comes off as this crazy, you know, everyone's scared of him kind of guy. And she talks about the dog. And I was thinking, oh, I bet he's a softy at heart and he has a pet dog or something like that. So I was kind of surprised when the real answer came about. <laughs> actually, when I when I first was reading and heard this book, I actually thought that she saw something different every time. And she just really liked saying, I saw something. <laughs> I guess another thing that's surprising to me is, I mean, even though there was a little reconciliation at the end, it's not your sort of feel-good book ending. Stop stealing my answers. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be quiet. You, that you... is the expert criminal okay, on here, this podcast. You go, you go, well, what I was going to say is that I expected that everything would just be good with Cecile at the end. They would all just be happy and they would just go visit her a lot. And I don't know. It was just... It took a lot longer than I thought it would for them to, like, reconcile with Cecile. And, like, even then, it wasn't fully a happy ending, but it was starting to get better. So, Evan, your your class, you read this book, right? Or your teacher read it to you? Yeah. Yeah. And I put out a request, and I said anyone who wants to offer any comments about the book could send them in. And we did have one comment. So here is a person from Evan's class named Logan who had a comment about the book, and we'll play it now. It was it was good. I liked it. It's definitely worth your time. I liked the part where they hugged Cecile at the end, even though in the beginning she was, like, all mean to them. But then eventually they hugged her and loved her, and it was all happy and good. I really liked Fern. Well, Afua, because... <laughs> She was just young, and in the book, they really made her feel like that. Like, she didn't, like, act too smart or bold or anything. She acted like a six-year-old, like someone her age would. All right, there you go. Thank you, Logan, for those comments. So, would you recommend this book to your friends? Yeah, I would. It was was kind of pretty educational for me. I learned a lot about the Black Panthers and what they stood for. In school and stuff, we're always taught about how, like, the Black Panthers were, like, more at fighting. We learned more about the fighting side, but we didn't see the behind the scenes where they're, like, helping children, giving out food and shelter. Linnea, you stole my answer that time. Yes! <laughs> yes, we're all yeah. criminals today! Yeah, I was I was going to say the same thing. Um, growing up in the time I did, the term Black Panther, you were... You know, it was scary, and you were, it was a group that you are supposed to be scared of. And then in this book, when I started reading it, and Cecile sends the girls to the Black Panthers, the first thing I thought of was, oh, my God, panic. But in the book, uh, just as in real life, when I did some research, yeah, the Black Panthers had summer camps. They gave out free breakfast to kids every morning. It, I mean, it's incredible. So I think a lot of preconceived notions that we have about the group were wrong or at least you know partially incorrect so there's a lot of history there and as with anything you know history gets filtered for to what you know the news 
shows you or not. And so when you find out more about these groups, you find out there's a lot more to them. It's not just the one side that you've probably heard all your life. There are other sides to the story. And that's what I like about this book. So yeah, I would I would recommend it. It certainly was a very interesting read. I'm going to say there's not a lot of action in the book, but but again, it was so well written, it's so well drawn that I feel like I was there. I feel like I know these characters. And then when you get to the end of the book and we actually get some climax and resolution, it, I think it was all the more powerful because of that. I would recommend it, but most of my friends are in my class, so they already have heard the whole thing. So how would you rate it 1 to 10? Uh, I'd give this book, uh, I'd say 8.5. You stole my answer. <laughs> you stole my answer. I was going to say 8.5 too. Oh. <laughs> well, the perfect way to end our podcast. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can check us out on our website at lunchboxreaction.net. We have a Twitter at Lunchbox Reaction. Once again, I'm your host, Evan. <laughs> Thank you to my co-host, Brian. Goodbye. And Linnea. Bye. And have a great week. <laughs>